0: I'm a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of an Niger. My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me and let's talk. Last week we talked about rape culture and rape victimization. Also, we talked about rape weaponization. Listen, we have more in stock. You need to listen to this, mm-hmm. You better listen now. Enjoy. Oh, you know, I really do understand this conversation, and it's it gladdens my heart that you are a man, a guy, actually saying this. Because if somebody comes to you and you say, oh, sorry, I am not interested, or even if you tell them that you are married or you're dating, then they say, come in, come in, oh, date, come in, anything. You know they would even open up to you cheating on your partner like it's not a big deal or oh, fucking persist You're oh, fucking you know and, and and it's really troublesome because i really do have friends that would say oh i have to go how with my brother i have to go how with this person they don't, i don't think i don't think they get it i really do not think nigerian men get it i mean 100 100 about your like 70 85 percent of these men the belief that you have to push you have it's to push not, and women yeah. also like it's, it because if you tell if, if if a man is asking you how and you just say yes you just say yes to it they will say oh my well, cheap it, that you're cheap. Like, say you're cheap they will tell you you're very yeah. cheap so oftentimes yeah, have have you just say. have to say okay I'm not cheap so even I like this dude I'm just gonna pay play cool and play like I don't like you you know until you keep pushing okay. for maybe six months and we believe that the fact that this guy asked me how for six months, it means he's serious. No, it, it doesn't mean shit. You can actually be, you can someone can actually ask you how today and you say, okay, yes, I'm gonna do that. And you might spend forever with this person.
1: Exactly, and it's it's the same thing with sexual intercourse. Hmm. You know, it's the same thing with sexual intercourse. It's not, nobody needs to persist to have sex. Be two people, two adults when they want to have sex. She just go ahead and do it if they want to do it. If one of them is excellent, the other one should just respect it. And then, yeah, I was going to mention this. Like, we will never have a solution to all this if we keep looking at the law.
2: Like, there is what is right and there is what is legal. Hmm.
1: Almost always be legal. But what is legal or what passes as legal would not always be right. right. Mm, what? So we need to shift our moral we need to shift our moral compass to a place where the question we should be asking ourselves is how can I respect this human being I'm dealing with? How can I treat them with love? You know, how can I respect their boundaries? It's not always like, it's not always, when you're dealing with a woman, your first thoughts, if your thoughts as a man is, I don't want to become a bit of rape. You're not the best human being.
0: Definitely.
1: Because if, what we keep thinking is, what is the legal standard? What is the legal standard? It means that if you ever have a way of going around the law, if you ever have a way of never getting caught, you would do that that means you would do what you should even be doing
0: mm. if the question we are asking is what is right if the conversations we are having is what is right what is appropriate what is respectful right then we will be in a better place <sighs> you would want to know if you are respectful you would want to know if the lady is genuinely saying yes to you
1: because a lot of you know when we are talking about right. most of these instances are um rape, you know, somebody you really know, it's borders on, it's, it's borderline, was there consent or was there no consent, you know, it's not always, people always think about this, oh, a huge man coming with a knife, with a gun, that is not even the, that's not the privilege, I have the privilege of having spoken to many females and a lot of these people have gone through a lot of, you know, all this borderline of um, being manipulated being um being Quite. being harassed. Yeah. You know, just, just all those borderline issues which if you take to the court of law, you might not be able to prove. Hmm. Like I said, the solution is not in the court of law. The solution is back we need to go back to our moral values. We need to stop being hypocrites. We need to tell our children what sex is. I'm twenty-eight years old. I've never had I've never been able to have a conversation about sex with my father. Yeah, we've. I've never. Hmm. So it starts from there. It starts from you know. It starts from your father facing reality and telling you that oh son, the first time you have sex, you know this is what you do. This is what you do. You know, make sure this. Make sure that it's not like the only conversations we are having is if you do this, you are going to hellfire. Let's face reality. Hmm. We have. We
0: have an increase. In it's, <laughs> we, it's 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 very it, bad. You know, I I'm I'm still very I'm still very wild because I'm learning on on this episode and many things I do not know about, few things I know about. But it's a it's a conversation that must be uh, that we must have. It's it's, it's a it's a, yeah it's a continuing conversation right. we
1: can never stop having this conversation.
0: You know, in Nigeria, we have the, what are you wearing? Um, why did he go to his house? If you don't want to do this, this and that. I feel like we always provide some sort of excuse for the rapist. Do you think that we shield justice? We I mean, we shield the old, the right thing sometimes. Like, yes, he did that, but if you had not done this, that would not have happened to you.
1: Yes. we. How do, how do you
0: see a shield for justice? a protection for justice?
1: Well, I, I think that in all honesty, in Nigeria, we are very guilty of further victimizing the victims. Mm-hmm. Yes, like I, like I told you earlier, the first questions you ask the victim, somebody who is going through some trauma, is, what were you wearing? Mm-hmm. Why were you there? who was there with you.
0: Or, what, or why, did, why didn't you uh, report on time? Why did it take you years to report?
1: Why did it take you years? Even before we even, not even discussing that, like, let's even discuss the, the prosecution itself, the the procedural aspect of it, or the substantive aspect, whatever. Um, The thing is, it's really hard to Nigerian courts statistics to back this up I was reading yesterday I was reading some statistics about between 2019 and 2020 there Mm -hmm. were less than 40 rape convictions in Nigeria the whole of Nigeria the whole of and you know we are over 220 million people and you and I on a daily basis even on insta blog alone
2: Mm -hmm. on insta blog
1: alone we see like at least two rape allegations per every day. day every day now going into why this is not um the, the nigerian courts are not in unison about what you need to prove what the prosecution is to prove to to get a conviction beyond rape is never no doubt it is not statutory but most courts always want the testimony of the victim to be corroborated Hmm. corroboration is, I don't know if you're familiar with what that term is, is like an independent testimony that confirms a particular testimony. Like if a victim comes up to, to testify in court like, oh yeah, Mr. A did this to me, did that to me. A lot of courts, a lot of state courts in Nigeria actually require that Testimony to be corroborated by independent evidence. Independent evidence meaning maybe a medical report detailing bruises, hmm. the wound, physical yeah. assault, and all that, or <laughs> an eyewitness. When most of these things are done behind closed doors, so where would you get? A, where would you get somebody to testify to that when two adults were probably just having fun? the house one wants to go down and the other one says no and then the other one forces his way on the on the lady you know so where do you get this cooperation from how is our forensic science we both know it's really backwards
2: Mm. you
1: know our forensic science is really backwards in nigeria where do we where do we go from
2: there
1: even though the supreme court has actually Said as opined a lot of times that um, corroboration is not necessarily required, but you still find state courts always saying that oh, this testimony of the victim needs corroboration, which is which actually impedes persecution and, and and all that.
0: In Nigeria, there is a pandemic going on, you know, regarding adults raping children. I know you don't want to talk about this. <laughs> How do you handle rape um, cases when it involves a minor? How do you get justice for them? I personally have not handled any case involving um, minors. Mm -hmm. And my current practice is
1: actually in New York, so I can tell you how it's been done in New York. How, I would say, how the prosecution handles it Oh, what did you, I don't know if you're talking about how we protect their mental health or something. Is that what you're no, asking? No,
0: no, no. I'm saying that, you know, we have this pandemic in Nigeria. How do you handle their cases? What involves um, minors? What do I what? How do you Absolutely handle broke. cases? And how do you handle minor cases?
1: Oh, cases of minors. Yeah. Like I said, my current practice is in New York, and I have not handled any case of any minor or right. anything of any sort. But Prosecution does is the prosecution tries their best to make sure that the minors in question, the not only not minors alone, but they are very specific about that, are not put in a situation where they have to tell their stories over and over. Mm. You know, those things have been proven to be really, really traumatic. And you know, I don't, I don't know if you're asking me a specific question about that. Can you? Yeah, about what, you want about. Okay. what I want to
0: know is when you go to the court of law and the girl or the child cannot say, okay, I was raped by this person, but the parent can see the oh. court or they can see whatever. How do you handle that case? It's so fragile, but it's, it, it's something that is so important. It affects their mental health, their reasoning as younger kids and also when they get to adulthood.
1: Yeah, you know, in all honesty, I can't really tell, I I can't really tell you how the Nigerian courts handle that. You know, I've only practiced in Nigeria for a year, Mm -hmm. but I know that's not really, if the minor is unable to talk, that's not really a problem here. Easily, they can get medical evidence, they can get medical experts to come forward and all that, and testify to what is being tested in the hospital or whatever. It's not really a problem. Yeah, but in Nigeria, you don't know how they. I'm not sure how they handle that, and I don't trust them to handle
0: it. Of course, I, neither do I. I. I went to the police station a few weeks ago when I had this burglary situation, and I saw how that was even handled. Oh, why, why are you just coming today? We cannot do anything. Have you done this? And I was like, listen, we we had a problem, we had a situation. You're not trying to help us. So. <laughs> Yeah, we paid, guy. We paid! Yeah, oh. sleep, man. We did pay. We did something. Oh, Ma. it's not easy. This coach is really hard. I tell you, it's so hard. It's so difficult. And imagine being traumatized and having yeah. to do all of these things. Having to... Because then one person is telling you, give me money. The next person is saying, uh, why are you just coming? Uh, and what, what do you bring? And I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm done, you know so i i can assume or i can relate to that police handling because you also need to see the police first before you go to the court of law hmm. you you've been in nigeria for how long uh, you were born here right
1: i was i'm nigerian i'm everything what
0: changed about you when you left nigeria to the u.s i mean understanding rape, understanding women, understanding consent, and understanding rape weaponization. In general, this has nothing to do with the law. What you learned personally?
1: What I... I wouldn't say moving out of Nigeria made me learn new things. I would say just opening my mind. I I was in a place where Back then, I was in a place where I only thought about how things could affect me, Mm -hmm. and not only I wasn't thinking about things on a broader perspective. If we had had this conversation like 10 years ago, I'm sure all I would be saying is, yeah, people, false accusers should be punished, Punished. nobody should accuse anybody falsely. Because we all have, everybody's guilty of this, you need to have some form of empathy Right. To be able to think about things that don't affect you. So, like for instance, women don't even want to hear anything about men. A lot of women don't want to hear anything about men who are falsely accused. Hmm. Just like a lot of men don't want to hear about, about you know Rap rape culture. victims and all that. But the thing is, if we want to move on as a society, we need to hear all sides. We need to bring everybody together and agree on the way forward. But one thing I've seen about this part of the world is that people have more resources to, to voice out, you know, people, their democracy is working for them such that you determine, you just can't, you when you're voted, you're going on a promise. You're going there on a promise. We want to hear your views about gender violence. Right. You and I know contest in Nigeria. Okay. Their focal point is, I will build you roads. Right. I will give you electricity. Definitely. We are still there, but here in this part of the world, when people are running for office, you ask them questions like, "What do you think about LGBTQ rights? Definitely. What do you think about gender violence?" Right. And if these people have the power, the elections are credible. If you're not doing what you promised, they take you out. Hmm. You, you run, they are waiting for you run. so there is more accountability on the part of their leaders. There is there are more conversations. People converse. You see here, their politics is based on core values. You hear some people are liberal, some people are conservatives, and all that. People have a lot of people on the political spectrum. They have divergent views. Yeah. They discuss, and at the end of the day, they come to meet in the middle, and you know have a consensus. Or oh, back then, in our home country, you see people join political party just for the purpose of power. No core values. No core, no, no core values. I was the friend was telling me about the an embarrassing conversation. She had she heard an embarrassing argument that was done at the Lagos State House of Assembly about marital rape, spousal rape. <sighs> and those are our lawmakers.
0: <laughs>
1: you know? Those are our lawmakers. You should find out video. It's embarrassing. I'm not gonna. I'm not so gonna say it.
0: it. I don't want <laughs> to. Yeah. Thank you very much, just to Adeniji Adekola. I'm really happy that you shared a lot of lie. You shared more light to rape culture and rape weaponization. It's
1: it's yeah, an uh, honor to have uh, you. I, I I will, I, will, I want to say one thing. Oh yeah, on, on fire. <laughs> on a final note it's right. just like the only solution to these. I've said this before I'll say this again the only solution to this is not to is not for people to the victims need to be heard right they need to be believed we need to prosecute we need to do all this but those are just we are just treating the symptoms of this disease right if you are prosecuting people and people keep asking for justice for a rape victim. There can never be any justice for anybody who was sexually assaulted. Hmm. There is no justice. You can never... You're scarred forever. The only cure to this disease is that men need to stop raping women. So race... We need to raise For some time, I think it's over for my generation. Sometimes I like, sometimes I give up. We need to raise people on fundamental
0: values, human values, not even all this cultural sentiment. Human boundaries, respect people's boundaries. Not even from a religious point of view, but respect people because they're fellow humans. Respect people because it is the right thing to do. It is just right to respect boundaries. So raise better men who would respect women's body autonomy right and people who don't rape anymore <sighs> <clears throat> i'm applauding and i need i need uh, what's it called bell or shekere. oh shakere all my life It's i understand
1: that now i'm a spoken word artist
0: so oh okay snap. These guys are so boring. Thank you very much. Just to I not No, uh, no, no uh, We should
1: we should have a, we should have a political conversation.
0: And a, and something that talks about feminism and patriarchy. Actually, we would have that.
1: Patriarchy, yes. Yes. But also a political conversation about Nigeria.
0: Women. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. Aye. So guys, that is it on today's episode of Memoir of a Ninjaga. We talked about rape weaponization, and we talked about rape culture. Don't go about raping women. Don't go about raping boys. Yes, boys. Don't rape people. People should not rape each other. I mean, am I rape? now that's it on today's episode my name is Helen H E L E N, and um, follow me on Instagram my personal is inst- Instagram name what's it called is it hats tell me now SOS <laughs> okay uh, my handle is Helen 23 my memoir of a nine jagger on YouTube on um, Instagram everywhere just Google memoir of a nine jagger that is it and um, god bless you mwah, mwah, mwah. What else? I am a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir, Memoir of Minajagur. My diary, my friends' discussion, my acquaintances' conversation, all on this table. Follow me and let's talk.